Over the last couple of episodes on the podcast, we have been exploring ideas that my old man introduced uh, to me about communications. The first one, chiefly, being that communications is a cyclical process and is not linear. So there's a feedback loop that goes from me to the person I'm sending the message to. And depending on the cues that I get back or the lack of cues that I receive, I now know whether my... um, my message, my effort at communicating, and I'll know whether it was effective or not, and if I have to go back to the drawing board and then begin the whole process over again. And it was a good thing that my old man um, put me through on some of these things. He was a journalist, and um, his um, background actually was uh, radio journalism. And so uh, he happened to be taught a lot about these uh, sorts of things. One, my mom also was in the uh, as part of the communications media as well, because she started off as a TV journalist as well, and eventually would find her way into um, public relations and what else, marketing, advertising, and all that jazz. So that's where I've gotten some of these um, ideas from. Now, it's useful that I was exposed to some of these things from an early age because they parlay well into business and also because for those of us who grew up in the Nigerian educational system, we get a very narrow, straight-jacket idea about what some of these processes involve. For instance, today we're going to talk about elements of communications and uh, the elements that we're concerned with are tone, words, and body language. Now, for those of us who grew up in the Nigerian academic context, as far as um, we were taught or we are concerned, first of all, communications is a linear process. So it's you try to be as clear as possible, send the message, and then it's done. And um, regarding these elements that I have uh, listed out now, tone, words, and body language, as far as the Nigerian educational system would have us believe, words are the most important part of the process. So you'll find that the average Nigerian, whether you are a civil servant or a lawyer or you're involved in your own um, side hustle or you work for Zenith Bank or whatever it is that you do, you'll find that a lot of us place a lot of emphasis on the written word when it comes to communications. So people are trying to make sure that their memo writing skills are on point the letter writing skills are on point, report writing, email writing, you know, on and on. And we pay very little attention to the tone and, and to uh, the body language as far as having an effective communications style is concerned. So, yeah, it's a good thing that I had uh, folks at home to teach me about the subtleties of um, some of these things. And basically, those are some of the ideas that I've been trying to share over the last four or five episodes when we have been discussing matters related to communications. So today, tone, words, and body language. I've already said that those of us who grew up in Nigeria assume that words are the most important part of the process, but there has been some research um, in the American context anyway. I don't know if America, uh, Nigerian communications professionals are writing about these sorts of things, but there's some work from um, a Professor Albert Merabian, I think. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It's M-E-H-R-A-B-I-A-N in the 50s. Um, I'm just going off of memory, so I, I can't remember the name of 
his uh, book or the report where this research came out, but it's something that is well um, quoted a lot. So if you Google Albert Marabian, you should be able to find more uh, details about this interesting research. Now, the um, pivotal point of the research was that the um, Albert Marabian and his colleagues found out that um, when you're looking at the impact of message, that words account for only 7% of the effectiveness. So bottom line, those of us who have been looking at communications from the Nigerian context, at least how we were taught back then in primary school all the way through to secondary school and university, focusing on your memo writing skills or you know your letter writing skills, trying to keep your email writing skills um, on point, trying to keep it all professional and all whatnot, you are only being at best effective to 7% of the um, uh, 7% of your capacity, let me put it that way. Now, bear this in mind, that when this research came out, I was in the 50s, and so we didn't have uh, our attention being so fragmented as it is um, today, because um, if you speak to uh, your parents or your older colleagues, you find that in times past, maybe 20 years ago or so, you could trust that if you sent out a memo in the office that people would actually read that memo. But now people's attentions are really fragmented and everyone is busy. So you can't trust that everyone has read that email or that memo. And I remember when uh, my partner and I, back then, my partner was my brother-in-law, Patrick, when I was in Lagos. So we used to do the wedding photography together. So I remember uh, back then us being frustrated that brides don't read their emails. And um, at the time, I just thought it was laziness. But after being involved in business for a while, I can figure that it's just it's just the nature of the changing times. Everybody's busy. And besides, let's face it, our brides are speaking to 15 to you know 20, maybe even 30 other vendors, especially in the beginning where they're talking to lots of folks. And so they're overwhelmed by the number of text messages, uh, WhatsApp messages, emails, things like that. So even if they did read the email two days ago, don't expect them to remember every single thing word for word when you call them back today. So words are the least effective part of the communications process when we're looking at having the impact of a message. Words account for only 7%. Now, um, Arabian and his crew found out that uh, the vocal factors uh, that's your voice, your tone, your inflection, all that other good stuff accounts for um, 38% of the message. So for those of you who are, uh, for those of you listeners to the podcast who are married, I'm sure you know this part um, intuitively already, that your wife can be saying one thing, but with the tone of her voice and the inflection that she's using, you kind of get the hint of where she's actually coming from so she might be saying abc but the voice the tone and the inflection you get a subtext and you know that there's def there and so it's the same thing um with our brides um, as well so you could be speaking to the bride and you ask the question that uh, okay so if this is my understanding of the whole process this is what you want uh for the plan this is your vision and so in planning your wedding we're going to try and achieve abc is that correct so your bride might say, yes, you are absolutely 
correct that's what machine might be saying but um if her inflection is more like yes that is correct then i'm sure you know that since that yes was a little hesitant you'll know that you have to um press some more go back to the beginning if you're a wedding planner to be sure that you actually did understand what her ideal vision for the day is going to be so she said yes you don't just focus on the words the inflection and the tone that she used are enough in this context to give a hint that perhaps something is missing. Maybe you didn't understand her vision for the wedding um, properly. Or it's possible that you understood the vision, but that the proposals that you have come up with as the wedding planner do not adequately reflect how she wants the wedding to be on that day. So, words, only 7%, whether spoken or written. Uh, we should be paying a lot of attention to tone and to inflection. Now, the mother of uh, the mother load of the whole thing now comes when we're looking at non-verbal communication. So, Moravian's crew, um, doctor, or is it professor? I really should have done some more research before coming on the show today. Um, be that as it may, remember that you can Google and you'll be able to find all the. Um, all the details of the report out there should be all there on the internet. So, um, Mr. Morabian and his crew found that non-verbal cues account for 55% of the whole process. Um, I'm not going to go into details on what non-verbals constitute, but let's just use uh, let's just substitute non-verbal here for body language. So, body language is a whole um, is uh, a huge part of the whole process. So if you're coming at it from how we were educated in the Nigerian educational system, then you're going to misroad, in quotes, as we like to say, because you'll be paying a lot of attention to the words that you're using, and you're going to keep wondering that, what is wrong with this bride, or what is wrong with this groom, why are they so dense, it was in the email, why didn't they get the message? You have to look out for the tone and the inflection, that's 38% of the process of communicating. And you have to look out for non-verbals as well, that is 55%. So when she said, yes, you are correct, was her inflection, um, um, did it sound uncertain, uh, what was her body language, was it open, uh, was it closed, uh, did she seem nonchalant, not engaged, these are the cues that you need to look out for. And this is part of the feedback that I was talking about in the prior episode where we're concerned about the um, efficacy of uh, our communications. We want to see whether the purpose was achieved. So you pass across the message from her inflection and her body language. You don't think it has hit the spot. So you know that you have to begin the process all over again. Um, you know, everybody has their own style. Uh, you know, in my own case, I'll probably say something like, you know, it looks like I miss miss something here. Um, we don't be, we don't seem to be on the same page. So what's the problem? Um, what did I miss? What don't I understand? So that's my own way of coming at it. But you know, some of you um, might be more, um, what do I say, less direct or more personable. I mean, we all have our, our styles, basically. But bottom line is this, these are the kind of cues and the feedback that we should be looking for. Now, as a side note, this is one advantage of selling as a team. Because I've mentioned on the podcast before that selling is a team process, and it should be a team process, because a lot of us have different uh, strengths and communication styles 
when it comes to you know all these subtleties in communications and so where some of us are weak our partners can, uh, are strong and we can make for the shortcomings for instance i've mentioned that me and my guy shagun we do a lot of work together um, he handles video he has a photo booth he does pyro on light and sound i do uh, photography so there are lots of times that we happen to sell together um was speaking to brides together, trying to put uh, put together a complete package, you know, those sorts of things. And I've found that um, Shagun is really good on the non-verbals, a lot better than I am. So he can read body language and things like that. So I found that it's very useful where both of us are involved in the sales process together. We can finish with a meeting and when we leave, you know, he can give me his own cue uh, you know his own understanding of where the conversation is heading based on how she sounded uh, or based on how uh, you know the groom was posturing or stuff like that and um, it's always good info uh, and it comes in handy so Shagun is really good on the non-verbals I seem to be really good on the um, verbal stuff you know asking qualifying questions to be sure that we are tracking and heading in the right direction and that we understand the vision for the day I also happen to be very good at uh, the follow-up process. So whenever Shegu and I are selling as a team, we have a whole lot of these um, covered. So when it comes to qualifying, making sure that uh, we are on track in the sales process and on follow-up, you know, um, I'm strong there. And then when it comes to getting the non-verbal cues, especially the, um, the uh, what will I say, should I say cultural cues? If I can put it that way, he's good on picking up on that kind of stuff. So team selling, it's a good idea. If you have a crew, um, it's a good idea for you guys to um, tackle. Okay, no, tackle is not the right word. To handle some selling, um, to handle some selling conversations together, so that each of you can make up for your uh, shortcomings. So uh, with that, I will bring today's session to a close. So I don't run past the 15-minute mark. So as a summary, the elements of communications are tone, words, and body language. And remember that body language or the nonverbal cues make up the most of the um, make up most of the uh, communications and process. So a lot of the feedback that we're looking for is in the nonverbal aspect, and also that also means that. Um, we also have to be careful about our own non-verbals as well when we are communicating because we could be using words that make us try to sound um, upbeat and engage and stuff like that. But if our non-verbals show that we are laxed or that we can't be bothered, then um, we're not going to have any effective communication going on there. So for those of us listening to the podcast who are products of the Nigerian educational system, this is something that we need to relearn, we need to rewire, we need to disabuse our minds of that it's not our writing skills that are key, but it's all the soft stuff. The non-verbals, 55%, the vocal, the tone, inflection, that is 38%. Words is only 7% of the communications. So it is possible that you've gone through um, school, primary school, secondary school, university, and you were really, really, really good uh, at the written word. You know, your emails are on point, your memos are on point and all that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to try and um, it's going to lead up to a sale at the end of the day. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, and I'll catch you guys at the next recording.